Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello and welcome back to the podcast that is always up to speed with Formula One. It is Thursday, February 1st, 2nd, 2nd, 1st. No, it's the 1st. I don't know. Anyways, I'm still Mark Daly. Joining me tonight is uh, Josh Cooper sitting in in the co-pilot's chair. Josh, I can't even remember what day of the week it is because Wednesday with all the crazy and dready news was, you know, it was hectic and just hard to keep up with as it was. And then it was like Thursday's Formula One news was like Wednesday Formula One news. Hold my beer because Lewis Hamilton leaving Mercedes to go to Ferrari for 2025. I don't know. It's been a, a crazy 24 hours. Anyways, Josh Cooper, welcome back to the pod. It's been a long time since we've done this and it's uh, good to see you again, my friends. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, I, I woke up this morning and I was like, I know exactly what we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, you, know, you mentioned the Andretti stuff. And then I saw the Lewis Hamilton news and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> like, this is uh, it's like this is this, I mean, this is some of the biggest sports news I think I've ever I'm trying to think of a bigger decision since LeBron. Um, right. And I, I mean, yeah, and this came. You knew that was happening because, like, he had set the whole thing up. He had had the boys and girls club there to basically just say that he was going to leave Cleveland and go to Miami. But this just—I mean, I was reading something before we, I came on the podcast that Total Wolf was blindsided by the news that well, like Lewis told him in his home. I mean, there's so much like stuff out there of like right. how it might have happened and again i don't know like this is just something i read I, I can't even remember which was it the daily mail i don't even know but like there's just so much stuff out there it's like how why and yet have we really <laughs> even heard from everyone yet about well, this like that's just the thing on twitter Be- <laughs> like, well mean- that's the interesting part right because like i was surprised when i woke up this morning that first of all that um you know i was still trying to digest everything that happened with the denial of uh, andretti getting like the 11th formula one team <laughs> on wednesday <laughs> i wake up on you know this morning and you know it wasn't even first thing it was probably around eight or nine o'clock here pacific time that i opened up my phone and i was kind of going through the work emails and that sort of stuff and i i had a zoom meeting at nine o'clock and it was one of those things where you know i had like 10 or 15 minutes before i had to jump on my zoom call i start going through like social media going through twitter or x and then instagram and all that i'm just like i had to take a look i thought i thought today was february 1st not april 1st like i couldn't believe what what, what i was reading and then it was just incredible i can't remember i don't think there's ever been a 24 or 48 hour period like this in formula one history i mean i guess you could go back to abu dhabi after 2021 and the fallout from that the 
effects that it had on the championship with Max taking his first championship, Lewis being denied his, you know, winning the championship that year. But this was totally different. This was like, that was, you know, this is good news, right? This is the kind of fun stuff that, that, that you want to talk about where it's like after Abu Dhabi was just like, you know, it was just, you, you had like team max and, team lh and everybody outraged and some people happy you know it was just completely different and just going through these different uh you know these different tweets because the first thing i see like like on x is this uh you know statement from like uh scuderia ferrari there, there's a picture of lewis like mocked up like in ferrari overalls it says team statement scuderia ferrari is pleased to announce that lewis hamilton would be joining the team in 2025 on a multi-year contract I'm like, what? And <laughs> then I go through a little bit further than I see from the official Mercedes uh, account. It says Mercedes AMG Petronas F1 team and Lewis Hamilton will part ways at the end of the 2024 season. Lewis has activated release option in the contract announced last year. And then I see something from Carlos Sainz, like from his personal X account that says following today's news. And, you know, I don't know what it is, but every time I see a tweet from Carlos, I kind of hear it in Carlos's voice inside my head, just like, you know, the same way whenever i see something written by gunther steiner i kind of <laughs> you know, hear it enunciated yeah. gunther's like you know dialect but anyways but then you see i see that from, from carlos it says following today's new scuderia for i am uh, and myself will part ways at the end of 2024 we still have a long season ahead of us and like always i will give my absolute best for the team and for the tofosi all around the world news about my future will be announced in due course absolutely incredible i i still can't believe that uh it, it, it's happened and then there there was th this has been floating around here as well so this is uh i've just pulled one up here a tweet uh from uh karun chandok um not the only person to 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 post this uh so karun said the power of the lewis hamilton brand ferrari share price jumped six percent today on yeah. a market cap of 66 billion his youth is worth four billion dollars and of course the community had to like weigh in on this you gotta love community notes on x it says here the recent spike in ferrari share price was due to the release of their 2023 q4 fiscal summary it is on trend with their previous q3 summary in which share price rose by 9.1%. Anyways, I don't know how much like the news of Lewis Hamilton joining the Scuderia affected their share price. I mean, it had to to a certain effect, but or a certain uh, amount. But uh, Josh, just an amazing, right? <laughs> it's I, like, I mean, and if you look at the trajectory of past champions joining Ferrari, that means Max Verstappen will replace Lewis Hamilton in what, like 2028? Probably. So, <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? And, I mean, it's and like you look at Vettel's done it. I mean, Alonso's done it. Um, Schumacher's done it. Now Hamilton's about to do it. There, and there's so much like drama and intrigue because, and again, and I, I just want you know listeners to know, like I am a drive to survive style F1 fan, but I've gone like deep down the rabbit hole in the sense of. I'm reading like every book I read now is about F1. I'm currently reading the book about Braun GP and right. how it, it happened. And I'm at the chapter right now of like the happy ending. We end up with Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> like I literally, that is like the next chapter I'm supposed to, I'm going to read tonight and to then see this happen. Um, it, it's crazy, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I, and somebody was like, asked me like, well, what's, how are we going to watch this season? Like, you know, what, what's going to, what's going to happen? Because he's going to be, 
it's not, you know, he's basically got one foot out the door and I go, I mean, it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> like, you know, like, can he take Bono with him? Seriously. I mean, I love their interactions on the radio, but well, there's just, there's that's so That's part much. of it. That's yeah. part of it. And it's, it was funny too, because as, as interesting it was to kind of go through social media and see all the different tweets, it was also interesting to see like a lot of the, like, there was a lot of good memes out there today. And the, in between all like the, like good news and the hilarious memes, that was a sentiment that a lot of the people said is like, you know, Lewis has to take Bono with him to Ferrari because there were like a lot of you know memes out there. Like, you know, like all these funny ones, it's like when Ferrari bring Lewis into the, to, to 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 the pits and they don't have his tires ready or this and Lewis when Ferrari make the wrong <laughs> yeah, strategy call on the pit wall and all these you know goofy gifts and things like that it was it was you know a lot of it was really really funny but uh, I was just uh, looking here like just some of the quotes from from Lewis and he said quote I've had an amazing eleven years with this team and I'm so proud of what we have achieved together Mercedes has been a part of my life since I was thirteen years old it's a place where I've grown up so making the decision to leave was one of the hardest decisions I have ever had to make but the time is right for me to take the step and I'm excited to be taking on a new challenge I will be forever grateful for the incredible support of my Mercedes family especially Toto for his friendship and leadership and I want want to finish on a high together i'm 100 percent committed to delivering the best performance i can this season and making my last year with the silver arrows one to remember end quote i mean he's saying the right things i mean i know in the past you know when when i've given my boss by two week notice i'll, I'll be honest i've kind of phoned it in <laughs> you know so i mean a little bit different but really bizarre i mean we haven't even got to winter testing yet and we know lewis is leaving mercedes we know Carlos is leaving Ferrari, but it's, you know, it's such a weird dynamic knowing that we have this long season in front of us and these two key players from two of the biggest teams are, are, are moving on. It's, it's absolutely bizarre stuff. All right. And, and let's, let's keep going here. This means that Checo is probably going to end up leaving Red Bull. This means Sainz is going to be Max's teammate. This also means that we're, who, who's going to end up in Mercedes now? Is it going to be what Albon? I'm, I'm seeing the rumors right now. Or like what other, or what, what other, what other drivers have these, like have these escape clauses that we don't know about? Like does Lando Norris have one that we don't know about? I mean, well, that's interesting too, right? Because like, yeah, well, that, that's the fascinating thing because like the last couple of weeks, like the big kind of rumor was, well, Red Bull's been sniffing around and, and Lando's had these, these meetings with Christian Horner over the years and they've been courting him or sort of been following him since I guess his F2 days or something like that. And then all of a sudden, you, then you have Zach Brown saying, ah, oh, you don't, don't worry about it. You know, it, it's Lando's going to sign here. It's basically we're dotting I's and crossing T's. And sure enough, this time last week, we get an announcement that, that Lando Lando's re-signed with McLaren. He's going to be there for uh, you know several more years. I'm like, okay, well, they, like everything's set. And then I was kind of like looking through some of the names. So I mean, okay, so we got the the empty seats at um, at, at at Mercedes. Checo. I mean, you have to think, despite what Mercedes or sorry Red Bull have been saying, you have to think just based on the body of his work last year that he's got to be hanging on by a thread at this point. If he second has like a, a like a, what are you talking about? It's the greatest second place ever. <laughs> the worst second place I, I I've know. ever in any sport. <laughs> it's like he I got know. stuck I, in the final by like if you're talking about another sport. Like it was ter- <laughs> terrible. It, like 
that's that's the the, the funny thing too because i mean he did finish uh, second in the championship but i feel like there should be like an asterisk beside his name but so you know we got potentially that second seat at red bull but you think about the people that like i mean everybody got you'd have to think would want to have like that seat at mercedes except for for probably max but i can't help but wonder like what happens between lewis and mercedes to trigger the you know lewis to say okay i'm triggering this release clause thanks guys thanks for the memories but i'm out of here i'm signing a multi-year deal at marinello i'm gonna go drive for ferrari for however many years this turns out to be i mean that that's the interesting thing but i mean on the surface i mean it's absolutely a big surprise but a little bit sort of kind of not really because ferrari's chairman john elkan he's been sort of you know he said you know we've been talking to lewis and i was thinking okay well like what does talking to lewis mean did you guys end up by the buffet like at at some function and john's like oh pretty nice spread or was it like actually did they sit down in a closed room kind of thing and john elkan and saying to, to Lewis, what would it take to get you into one of our cars kind of thing? So there's a little bit of kind of context. But the point is that like that that those stories of, of Lewis and Elkan have been out there for they've been out there for a little while. So um I mean as shocking as it is that it act like it, it happens there there has been contact between them so you know like, like like i have to wonder out loud i'm sure a lot of people have been asking the same question what happened at mercedes that all of a sudden lewis decided okay i got this two-year deal but i'm going now i'm going at the end of this year i i'm done i'm finished that's that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question right so it sounds like 50 million pound question from what i one of the stories I had read. So yeah, let's fair just, enough. So, I mean, or at least one of the stories I had read was that to believe that he will be making the same money that Max Verstappen's making at, at Red Bull. Um, you know, there's a few things just in my years of covering sports, long time NHL hockey writer covered college football. First off, it's always about the money. So sure. like, is it this case when you have an athlete as huge as Lewis Hamilton, who has made as much as he's made? I don't know, but Often there's there's a monetary component, and uh, in the book that I'm reading, um, and for some bizarre reason I'm forgetting the former um, Braun GP team head who was not Ross Braun, who was constantly featured in the documentary. What's his name again? Blanking on it. Go um, oh, so am I. It's not Pat Simons, is it? I can't remember. No, it's not. Whoever wrote it. Um, <laughs> talking about. <laughs> Jensen Button and the contract offer that he and Ross Braun made to Jensen Button as the championship was drawing to a close and how Jensen Button was seeing himself or his team was seeing him as a 25 to $30 million a year driver on par with Lewis Hamilton. And they were seeing him more on like a cut below, maybe in like the Kimi Raikkonen category. Um, Okay. And so it's like, yeah, you know, you go to McLaren did not have a great year. I mean, they had a fine year, I guess, in 09 from what I had read. But you either stay with the team that you won the championship with or you go to a completely different team and a team you won the championship with that's getting Mercedes uh, partnership. And they just they decided to leave. Just obviously, even though Jensen Bunden had a nice career and a long career, probably made a lot of money at that point, make more money in McLaren. Um, I, I mean, Mike, I, I, I'm sure there's probably a monetary component that comes with it. Um when you're at a place for, what was it, 13 years, Lewis is at Mercedes? Was that it? Or 11 years? 11 um, years, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a long time yeah, in, 11 years in a, in a that's sporting a long time career. To be at one place, uh, even though they won eight straight constructors' titles and um, Lewis won 
uh, what six of the world championships there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it I, technically in my mind, he won seven world championships. That's another story for another day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Abu Dhabi, but um, you know, I, that's a, that's a, just a long time to be in one place. So when you're at a place for that long, um, I have no doubt that in your mind you start thinking about other places and look like. Ferrari, as big a brand as Mercedes is, Mercedes is like, when you think Mercedes, you think luxury car brand. You don't really think sports yes. car. When you think Ferrari, I mean, one of the first, I mean, obviously racing is the first thing that pops into my head, but then you also think of like Magnum PI. You think of mm-hmm. all the incredible sports cars that they've made. I mean, they are a global sports car brand. And when he finishes his off his career, he'll have raced at three of the premier brands in racing between McLaren, Mercedes, and Ferrari. Um, And that's absolutely incredible. Not to mention the fact, mentioning earlier, all these great champions have chased the championship at Ferrari at some point in their careers. Um, And now it's Lewis's turn, which is why I jokingly said Max Verstappen is going to be the next one to do it. But it it just seems like... (laughs) Ferrari is the place where world champions try to restore glory to that brand. And I mean, at age, what's he going to be 40 when he goes there? I, I mean, yeah, is, is like, Lewis 39 now or is he, is he 39, 39 or turning 30 now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, man, like I'm 41, like things don't work like they used to. I mean, <laughs> like getting out of bed does not feel the same the way it once did. And yeah. so when you're competing against the likes of, you know, Max, Lando Norris, like Oscar Piastri looks like he, and by the way, that's a, my, my sleeper pick to, to go to Mercedes. Cause I'm, very much, by the way, not sold on George Russell being the long-term answer there. I'm really not, especially after what we saw last season. Um, but uh, fair, you fair. Know, I, you know, I, I just. But then again, you have some of these unicorn people like Fernando Alonso, who was amazing last year and seems to just have no off switch whatsoever. I mean, look, Father Time comes for all of us, but mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe it, maybe Lewis wins championship number eight at Ferrari and calls it a career and restores glory to Ferrari and becomes a legend forever in you know Germany and Italy and the UK and I don't know. But another thing I'm noticing too is nobody's panning this at all. Like there's no like oh he did X dirty or Y dirty or what a dumb move by Hamilton. Ferrari has you could say has been the second fastest car and the new regulations. And mm-hmm. they probably were ahead of Red Bull at the start of the new regulations until Red Bull caught up. So, I mean, he, it's a, it's not a bad move on his part. And remember, I, I mean, like, he knows what's coming out of the Mercedes factory. That's it. He may have kind of seen what they... I mean, there was, again, like one part in this book where they were talking about aero score, and um, Ron Dennis was... Cut, uh, Nick Fry, that's the guy's name. Nick Fry um, is, is the guy's name who is with um, who is with uh, uh, Braun GP, and and uh, there's this this great story where Ron Dennis calls him up and asks him for the arrow score, and he's just like, I don't want to do this, but McLaren was really important to us actually staying in um, the championship, and so he gave him the arrow score. I don't know how this works, but like I'm sure Lewis has some telemetry numbers on what this Mercedes redesign is looking like. 
and it may not be looking so good. And Ferrari's made some nice steps in the new regulations. Um, but there's just so many things that I'm just thinking of with this. First, you know, it's just an athlete, the magnitude of Lewis Hamilton moving to an iconic brand like Ferrari. Um, you know, the second is like the latest of a list of champions to, to make the move, uh, you know, and kind of as I go down the list, like, was this a move they wanted to make and Mattia Bonotto didn't want to do it. And that's why he got fired. Um, and then replaced by Fred Vasseur and Fred Vasseur wanted to do it. Um, I, I, what does this mean for Charles Leclerc? Like, what does this mean for, for Carlos Sainz? Like there's just so many things and it's so wonderful. <laughs> it's so great. I, I it absolutely it so is. And, and I'm, I'm going to ask you to park it right there because I, I want to jump into like a, a quick break. We'll come back and we'll pick up on a bunch of those points right there. But I'm, I'm just going to let everybody ponder this as, as we go into the breakdown. And this is not meant to be uh, disrespectful, but is this Lewis Hamilton's like Patriots to Tampa Bay moments? You know, I'm just going to like uh, put it out there. I mean, you know, Brady, I mean, I mean, phenomenal career in the in the NFL. Won how many Super Bowls with New England? Goes down to Tampa Bay and and, and resurrects injects life into that franchise. I mean, you know, obviously, just reputationally wise, the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't to the NFL what Ferrari is to motor racing. Anyways, I mean, the point is, I mean, Brady Brady went there in late stages of his career, helped turn that team around and won a, a championship. Lewis, similar kind of athlete, has that similar kind of like vibe to him that he's a winner, knows what it takes to, to, to get it done. Anyways, I'm jumping ahead of myself. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about that in a moment. So please don't go away. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, 
All right. Welcome back. Mark Daly and Josh Cooper here talking all about the shocking, unexpected Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari news, the Andretti news. We'll get to that in a minute. But Josh, before the break there, you brought up a a number of really interesting points there. So I just want to kind of like dial it back there. (laughs) Which one do you want to kind of like pick up on first? Because you raised a couple of like really interesting points that I think is worth kind of like unpacking a little bit here and, and discussing a little bit further. Okay, so first off, um, I just want to give a shout out to Mattia Bonotto uh, and the fact that I was able to work him into this podcast. And <laughs> I'm sure uh, Mattia really appreciates somehow, that too. That um, that people still remember who he is. Um, and <laughs> and if you if you haven't done so yet, listeners, uh, Google Mattia Bonotto Egon, and you will not be disappointed. I promise. <laughs> um, that's number one. Um, we don't have to get into the Mattia Bonotto stuff though. Um, I just love what driver dominoes could potentially fall because I think I kind of teased it a little bit. Like I'm not sold on George Russell at Mercedes. Um, The one thing that we're going to see though, finally is that George is not going to be asking where's Lewis after lap two, essentially on the radio. I, that was like the funniest thing ever. He was like obsessed with knowing where Lewis Hamilton was. And then it was like, tell him to move over. George, he's faster than you. No, but I'm no, really, I'm faster. I have the better strap. No, no, George, he's he's Lewis Hamilton. We're not telling him to move over. But like, I'm I'm not sold on George Russell at Mercedes. Like, well, I, especially after team. last year, right? Because like 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 two years ago, fair enough. I mean, Lewis had an off year two years ago. I I don't think that there is any real debate in that. But but last year that that hierarchy within Mercedes what was reestablished. I mean, it, it seemed like after they 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 kind of deviated away and from like the W14 as it started and then kind of went into their plan B and they kind of got into a bit of a rhythm. We saw Lewis kind of get back into the swing of things. Like even though like that, that car wasn't as obviously not as dominant as it was in the past. I, I felt we saw more Lewis doing more Lewis like things. And then, then George really looks like a number two driver in that team. Cause where did he finish in the championship by the time it was all said and I think it was like, know, like seventh or something like that. I mean, he was there. There was a really big divide or delta between himself and and Lewis. So it, it really opens up like a, a fascinating scenario because that's a really big job for Toto Wolf, who we should just have mentioned only just resigned a new contract with Mercedes within the last month to, you know, to, you know, to keep doing what he's been doing there for, you know, I think it's a two to three years, something like that. So he's just got a new deal. And like, basically the first thing he has to do is like, instead of like, you know, focusing on the season ahead is like, huh, I got to find somebody to replace a seven-time world champion. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that, that, yeah, it, it raises so many questions. It's like, like we were saying before the break, like Lando's got a new contract at McLaren. Fernando, I wouldn't put it past Fernando. I mean, he's always had the me first attitude, right? And he's always, always find, you know, found a way to, you know, make things work out for him. Or he's just like, you know, decided to throw his hands up and, and walk away. Um, Carlos Sainz, I mean, is is that an upgrade on on on, on George Russell? Yes. I don't know. Like, yeah, on, you know, on Lewis. No, on George, no, not on definitely not on Lewis, yeah. but yeah, on what I start on what we saw from George a year ago, and also, I mean, the way Sainz won Singapore, 
he's the only guy who won a race last year. There wasn't in a Red Bull and like mm-hmm. Ferrari just kind of kicked him to the curb. And like, I don't know, we can get into signs in a second or in, in a few here, but as far as that Mercedes seat, I don't know. Like I, I'm really, first off, I'm a big believer in karma. And when I say karma, I'm not referring to the Taylor Swift song or how, <laughs> or how she refers to Travis Kelsey as karma. I'm referring to just what goes around comes around and how yeah. Zach Brown kind of, has poached a lot of drivers. And I mentioned this before. I really want to know what Oscar Piastri's contract status is at McLaren, mm-hmm. because if you're Oscar Piastri and you're Mark, Mark Weber's his advisor, is that correct? And Toto yes, Wolf comes up to you and he's like, Hey, you know, you're going to be number two behind Lando forever at McLaren. Come over here. And you know, like George is okay, but obviously like he's, doesn't seem to be as good a driver as Lando is and from what we've seen. Like I, I haven't seen it yet. And you know, like maybe he's, he's our guy. I don't know. Like Piastri definitely showed me, showed a ton last year as a rookie. I, I loved watching him race. And I also, yeah, just how he handled spa. Cause there was a move he made at Eau Rouge. I forgot what it was. That was just like incredible. And I was just like, wow, I, I just, I, I couldn't, I think, I think it had to do something with Verstappen too. It may have been during the sprint race. I'm not, I'm not totally sure exactly. I can't quite recall it. I should have prepared better, but I mean, any driver would get out of their contract to be in that seat unless you're Max Verstappen or I guess Lewis Hamilton or Charles Leclerc. Um, but yeah, I, there, and I, I don't know. I mean, our, our friend Tim Haraney knows better about like the junior circuit drivers and as far as or the younger drivers. I mean, I don't see Mick Schumacher going into that seat unless they're 100% believe that George Russell is their guy and they just want Mick to kind of block for him the way three drivers block for Max Verstappen between Red Bull and Alphatari. Or sorry, Visa Cash App, Red Bull. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Like seriously, I'm why? never gonna get 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 that out of my mouth properly all all year. I'll be, seriously, I, when, when I see like <laughs> any car with Red Bull signage in front of a Mercedes, I just know they're blocking that car. It doesn't matter. Like you just know it's like like Christian Horner has his like finger on the button to like that, even though he's not supposed to. Like, and and this is just me conjecturing. I don't know for certain. I don't want to get in trouble based on that. But like, <laughs> I mean, it it's it's just the way. It's like you never. It's like you don't see like the same owner owning two teams in any other major pro sport. Um, yeah. But anyway, we, that, that again, another story altogether. Like, but I just, uh, I, I just don't, I mean, it's just the question of which direction Mercedes wants to go. I mean, I, I like signs better than Russell at this point in their careers in two years when signs will be what 31 and Russell will still be younger than him. Like, mm-hmm. is that still the right fit? I'm not sure. As I, I've mentioned Piastri a lot, um, I don't know what his contract status is. I, it just seems like all contracts in F1 are just because l- let's just bring up the fact that Daniel Ricardo was a McLaren driver and then he they somehow bought him out of his contract and then brought in As- Oscar Piastri, even though it seemed that Oscar Piastri was lined up to drive for Alpine being McLaren. So, I mean, I don't know what any of these guys are. So, And, and now this I'm starting to think, OK, Lewis Hamilton was linked to. For, and we're going way down like the tinfoil hat here. Like Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. was was linked to Ferrari for so long. I'm going to believe every rumor I read now about Formula One. Literally every single one because they've all been true. 
Like it's just been <laughs> like, it's just like, I, I guess by that logic, Lando Norris will be in Red Bull in two years, like being Max Verstappen's teammate. But, um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what the next one is because I mean, you we've seen Albon listed as a possibility, but it really, in my opinion, all depends on how much Toto Wolf believes in George Russell. And you made the Tom Brady comparison. Tom Brady didn't just enhance Tom Brady's legacy by going to Tampa. He worsened Bill Belichick's legacy by going yes. to Tampa by an Great, extraordinary yes. degree. Yep. So yep. Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari could strengthen Lewis Hamilton's legacy. What does it end up doing for Toto's legacy at Mercedes? Hopefully nothing because we love Toto. Yep. <laughs> that that's so, a great yeah that yeah. that's a great point uh, i mean like bill belichick look, got fired basically can you imagine yeah. like that blows my mind yeah he I, to I leave mean, on his own terms really yeah i mean like we wouldn't have been having that conversation like like two years ago maybe even that that that, that bill belichick would get fired from the new england patriots but 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 here we go but that's a very interesting uh, comparison because if lewis goes on to do good things at uh at, at ferrari and mercedes continue to struggle and it's, it's going to be very very interesting like i i know that in a couple of weeks we have preseason testing coming up i know that the first race in in bahrain is coming up in, in just like what four weeks now or whatever it is, March 2nd. I mean, that will be the real indication when we see them actually racing instead of shaking the car down and all the things that they do during testing and, and things like that. But if it turns out to be that the W15 is a real stinker, then everybody will be like, oh, well, <laughs> there we go. So all eyes are going to be obviously on Ferrari and Mercedes because I, I think the default setting that every expectation everybody's going to have is Red Bull are going to be the ones to beat. You know, we're just going to expect watching Max disappear down the track, and then we'll be one, you know, wondering, well, will Checo be able to keep it between the the, the, the white lines and qualify <laughs> properly? All the all that kind of fun stuff. But then, obviously, everybody's going to be watching the Ferrari. And, and and Mercedes comp between those two teams and how those cars line up, and then it's it's going to be interesting too because we haven't even talked about the dynamic now between. Charles Leclerc, who also has a, like a new contract at, at at Ferrari, and 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 Lewis Hamilton. I mean, Charles must have been like walking around like he was ten feet tall a couple of weeks ago. It's like they gave me the new uh, contract. You know, I, I'm the man. This is my team. You know, we're gonna get this thing turned around and. You know, I just, I just want to know how did Charles find out about the Lewis thing? Did he find out because he was doom scrolling through X this morning too, and and sees the news that Lewis is his new teammate? Like, how how did that go down? But I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's the ultimate. I, I feel like Charles is always a real team player. That there's there's been a couple of instances, but more often than not, you know, he he says the right things like to to the to the media, and you know that that you know he's he's a real Ferrari guy, but. Like he must. I, I'd love to know what's going on in Charles Leclerc, Leclerc's head right now. It's gonna light a fire <laughs> under him. It's gonna be great for him. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. This is gonna be tremendous for him. I mean, because when he got to Ferrari, and again, I was not really following F1 when he got to Ferrari. In fact, my first season watching F1 was when Sebastian Vettel was like starting to go out to pasture and Aston Martin. So <laughs> like, like I, I, I was not really watching at that point. People were like, "Yeah, dude's a four-time world champion." I'm just like that guy. Like yeah. really, and then you read all, and then you read everything about you know the finger and everything. It's like okay, this guy was an absolute badass like back in the day. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. But 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 even that but, first season that that 
that he had with Charles. When was that back in 2019, 2018, whatever it was? I mean, it, it was obvious right from the very first uh, race where that the Charles was going to be way quicker than Sebastian. They basically team ordered him to stay behind him at uh, right. Australia. And then we go to Bahrain a couple of weeks later and Charles, but you know, it, you know, now we just know as a sort of, typical Ferrari bad reliability bits start falling off of the car when it looked like he was going to win that race and he should have won that race and it's kind of been like you know rinse and repeats you know? <laughs> we're not supposed to talk about the secret deal that never happened okay yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. right <laughs> but uh from what I've seen again in the limited pre drive to survive viewings that I I've had you know I've had a Formula One it didn't seem like having Sebastian Vettel as Charles's teammate push, like it pushed him, but it didn't push him the way this is going to push him. When you basically yeah. have like a guy who is hungry to prove to the world that what happened in Abu Dhabi was a mistake and awful and terrible. And he should be an eight time world champion and winning that eighth world championship in Michael Schumacher's basically his team. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's, that's going to be way different than what I mean. Yeah, Sebastian. I think at that at the point, Sebastian Vettel was at Ferrari when Charles Leclerc got there. And by the way, how do we pronounce his last name? I've heard it Leclerc, Leclerc. Like, is it Leclerc? I, I think. Like, I always go with Leclerc. I, all right, let's go with that. Um, whatever, whatever, whatever we go with on the podcast is what I'll stick with. But, um, <laughs> but he, uh, I, I don't. At least from what how it seemed to me, it wasn't like how this is going to completely just like like change how he how he operates and i'm you talk about team dynamics there's there's a few things i want to see first off i want to see drive to survive drop a bonus episode about this because i don't know if they have camera crews anywhere but i want to know like i just want i want their style of interviews on all this stuff the one-on-one not like press scrum type of nonsense i want to see what they do so i want a bonus episode because I know that they're coming out with a new season on February 23rd. I also, I mean, if you're Carlos signs and Ferrari's team orders or don't battle, I would just flip them off. Are you kidding me? Like they just discarded you essentially. And you have to try to find another seat and you watch all of his interviews about being at Ferrari. He seemed even more stoked to be there than Charles was. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you could tell because of everything. I mean, granted, like, yes, he's a he's a Nepo driver in a lot of ways. I mean, his dad was a world famous rally racer. Is that a rally? Was that it? Yes, um, that's correct. Yeah. 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 Senior was a rally driver. Yeah. Driver. Yeah. So yeah. like in some ways, he's a Nepo driver. He's part of the Red Bull Junior program. But also like he's had to deal with getting pushed out of teams that he should not have been pushed out of. I mean, mm-hmm. like Renault, he got pushed out. Like they kept, they, they kept Nico Hulkenberg over him when Daniel <laughs> Ricciardo uh, came over to the team. Like that's obscene if you think about it. I mean, like yeah, Nico Hulkenberg had a great jun- like younger career, but at that point, I don't know what the contract status was. But come on, I mean, like Carlos Sainz was a really good young emerging talent, and. I don't know, maybe like that was the stipulation for Daniel Ricciardo to join the team is that he didn't want to be with another like kind of young emerging talent type and he wanted to be an alpha. I have no clue. Anyway. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Yep. But, but I mean, I, I, if there is no way I, I can see them being getting along as teammates because I'm sure Charles understands the situation that Carlos is going into, even if Carlos ends up getting another ride relatively quickly. 
Um, but if he doesn't get another ride relatively quickly, I mean, he's going to just be battling his teammate all over the place. And he is, I do not see him listening to a word Fred Visser says, or maybe that's just not his nature. I have no idea. Um, but he's, he's a, he's a damn good driver, man. Like that, the way he won Singapore was awesome. I mean, he also remember, like he won the year before too. He was a race winner at Silverstone. Like he's, he's a good, good driver. Like, you know, maybe it's a, because I'm old, but uh, you know, when I, when I hear you kind of like lay it out that way and, you know, about Carlos Sainz, the first image that jumps into my mind is Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, I can't get no respect. (laughs) You know, I feel, I feel like that that, that's Carlos Sainz, right? So it's going to be interesting to watch where, where he goes, where he, where he lands. Cause I mean, he's, he's got a lot of runway left on his career, but you know, the other thing I can't help but wonder about what is that dynamic going to be like between Lewis and Charles? I, I think initially, is going to be pretty lovey-dovey, pretty cordial and stuff like that. But I, I, I can't help but having like these like Rosberg Hamilton type flashbacks from like the mid-teens when they were when they were teammates at uh, at Mercedes. Because Charles, I mean, he seems pretty chill. He seems like the team guy, but he's shown also like like he's let his frustration come out publicly, yeah. like like over race radio and oh, some of the so things. Great. Like he he's never like he's he's. Like it, 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 it's come out a number of times is what I'm trying to say. So I just kind of like wonder that, you know, if he gets kind of pushed a little bit too far to one side, you know, at, at some point does, does, does Charles Leclerc say, you know, enough is enough. You know, I, I'm here too. you know, I'm here to win races. I want to win the championship and I, I don't care. Like, like Lewis Hamilton's just another guy that I got to beat. And, and I mean, he, he certainly didn't hold back when it came to himself and Sebastian Vettel. I mean, Seb at that point was, was a four-time world champion and and Charles was like this this rookie driver well he wasn't a rookie but he had that one really good year with Sauber then you know Ferrari did the unexpected because they always seemed to go for like the older established drivers they did like a very un-Ferrari thing and gave that second seat to Charles Leclerc and he just went off like right away and just like pretty much you know right from day one when once the once the season started was basically like I don't really care. Like I'm, I'm here to win, and if that makes Sebastian Vettel look bad, then that's that's not my problem. That's Sebastian's problem. I'm not going to just sit here and stick behind him because that's what the the team wants me to go or do. Because I don't know. I think that there there could be a potential for some sort of flashpoint at some sometime between Hamilton and uh, and Leclerc, especially well, so. if, if if Lewis you know does isn't as fast as he thinks he is, and Charles tends you know turns out to be the faster the two drivers so it's it's a risky move it's well, a, i think it's a risk to, to a certain extent well i'm reading nick fry's book too uh one of the chapters that's in there is uh rossberg versus schumacher and when schumacher and rossberg were both at mercedes in those early years and how rossberg was consistently faster than schumacher in his 40s and how difficult that was for Schumacher until 2012 when he kind of started figuring things out a little bit more so, um, yeah, yeah. you know, at age 43. So I, I, I really don't know. Uh, that's part of the fascinating thing about this is that we have to wait an entire year for this entire mm-hmm. thing to happen. And I, I just, uh, it, it's going to be, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure first off, like, uh, I'm sure uh, Stefano Domenicali and Formula One are just so happy 
about all this. Like they have to be thrilled that this is going on because this is serious. Like we were just going to, we were going into another season. As you said, we were expecting Max to just go off into the distance and win again, unless Mercedes could figure it out. And now we're going to have all this delicious drama off the, (laughs) like off the racetrack. And it's going to even, it's going to boil over into next season too. Um, you know, and, and there's just so many storylines that it's now going to produce in both this year and next year. I mean, I'm already thinking like, I just was thinking like, okay, how's Red Bull going to replace Checo mid season? Like, and who are they going to replace him with? And, and that's just like part that, that would, that was like the number one drama heading into this season. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's like fifth on my list, maybe sixth, seventh, <laughs> eighth, because it's all going to be about Ferrari. It's all going to be about Mercedes. And yeah. as far as, uh, Leclerc and Hamilton go, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, I don't know. <laughs> like I was going to say, it's going to be gloves off and we'll see what happens. But I, I, I just don't know because I, there's Lewis has not been that great the last two years, but in F1, there's this such a fascinating thing of how much is it the machine versus the driver and how much is it and from what like the you know podcasts i've listened to such as yours and others it like hamilton has been faster than russell um on a on a lot of levels but except qualifying really but you know but like has he lost it did abu dhabi was abu dhabi his last great chance how much is he putting back into it he looks incredibly young he always mm-hmm. seems incredibly fit. How fit is he? Will he still be young, youngish and fit-ish in another year? Um, will a, a talent like Oscar Piastri step up? Will Lando Norris step up? I mean, he obviously has to win a race before he act can, you know, we can talk about him as a championship threat. But, sure. but he is such a talent. And we keep forgetting, what is it, 24, 25? Like, he is so mm-hmm. young. We keep forgetting that he was thrown to that seat at a very young age. It, yeah. Exactly. And yeah, I, I'm just going to like uh, jump here for another break, but I just uh, before we do that, I think uh, you know it, it certainly just to kind of like start to wrap up the discussion yeah, about sure. Lewis. It's it's certainly not a move without risk for 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 both parties. But you know, it was funny because I was thinking you know this time last year because Fred Vasseur he came in around New Year's after they parted way with uh, Mattia Bonato, and I thought, well, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time for Fred to really assert his his style on the team and and make a splash and we, we, we really know this is Frederick Vasseur's Ferrari and uh, well it'll be interesting of course with what we see comes out and rolls out on the track in a couple of weeks but you know the <laughs> you know and and again I, I'm not really sure how much of this is John Elkan how much is this the rest of Ferrari how much like Fred Vasseur is involved with it but it, it's got to be the whole thing anyways we, we'll, we'll take a, a quick break we'll come back because I want to talk a, a couple more points here and then you know we still have to talk about the Andretti thing which <laughs> seems like such ancient news yeah. and that was only just yesterday and I, I can't help but wonder what, what's coming down like, like what's coming down the shoot tomorrow for Friday, but I'm just like, we're, we're not going to see another 48 hours at formula one. Like we've seen the last two days. So, cause you know, it was funny. I looked through the rest of uh, the, the stories that I've been following. Like, you know, if it wasn't for Lewis and Andretti the past two days, this would have been like an extremely quiet week. Anyways, I'm just going to leave it there for thought. We'll be back in just a moment. So please don't go away.
All right, welcome back. Mark Daly and Josh Cooper here still talking about Lewis Hamilton, the big shock move to Ferrari that dropped earlier today. Just a couple more things here. I just uh, wanted to, um, you know, I had so many, you know, it's funny because I spent the, the, the last day getting everything ready to talk about, uh, you know, Andretti and the FIA announcements and, 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 and all that. And then, you know, the Lewis news is sporting kind of like threw everything just completely ruined all my talking points about, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the, the Andretti thing. I'm sure it'll be all overdone with it about 45 seconds, but you know, I, I think that, you know, when it comes down to it, there, there's like a couple like really interesting things here. And like, I, I think that we can rule out drivers like Mick Schumacher right away. I mean, they're, they're not going to like, who knows if we'll ever see Mick back in a Formula One car. I've seen Esteban Ocon's name kind of thrown in there because, you know, he has ties to Mercedes. He was reserve driver that one year that uh, that he didn't have a seat. I've, we, we talked about Fernando. We talked about Seb. You know, we've talked about uh, a number of drivers. You know, I have to even wonder about like uh, Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, that that was must have been like a really good way to sort of position himself to get back into Formula One car by getting sort of, uh, you know, tied back in with Red Bull this time last year and then of course he gets the drive with alpha towery once they realized that nick uh, nick defreeze actually was pretty crap <laughs> and decided to like pull the plug on that experiment like like what was like a quarter or a third of the way through the season i mean ricardo you know even though that uh he missed some races there with the the, the broken hand actually did pretty good now is ricardo at the level that you're going to want to throw him in that second mercedes like I don't know. And that's uh, some of those uh, tough calls that, uh, that, that, that I was going to say, Christian Horner, Toto Wolf is going to have to make. The other funny thing is, too, like all the things that we've been talking about, like Charles v- versus Lewis, who's going to race alongside George? Is George overrated? You know, Lando and Oscar and all these things. And I had like this, uh, this image of Max in the back of my head, just kind of sort of sitting there doing his thing. And then he's going to blow everyone away when we get to the first race of the season. And then he'll uh, be like, oh, yeah, now everybody's talking talking about me again <laughs> you know? no i won't i yeah. won't i'm sorry like no i i can't it's it's no i i, I can't let's just let's just pretend he doesn't exist yeah. for this upcoming season if it's the well, same type of domination because everything behind him was so good but because this is a canadian podcast so i do have to ask there's one name we have not brought up Oh, what, uh, Jacques Villeneuve? No, <laughs> or Lance Stroll. Stroll Lance Stroll. Yeah, yeah that that that's such uh, like the the interesting <laughs> uh, one. I, I mean, you know, we we've talked about that for like a long time. Like 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 what happens with with Just Lance and Lawrence Aston Martin? Finally, get him off the team to get him like yeah, you know, finally. I mean, like just get him on another team. He doesn't have to deal with it anymore. (laughs) That that awkward dynamic. He'll like pawn Lance off with 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 Toto and Mercedes, and he can go out get like another driver to partner up with Fernando. (laughs) Hey, there's a there's a good tweet here that we got from Sakib at P1 Sakib here on X, and the and the tweet and the question is: uh, Do you guys think Ferrari can actually get it together for 2025 and beyond? Everyone speculates that if Ferrari had a strong voice or figure like Max, Lewis, or Alonso, they will be much better. But I don't know. And that's the great question is like, I really want to know, like, what was the selling points that, uh, that, that they really, you know, like wh- what was the pitch to get Lewis to decide to, to, to walk away from that and not just at the end of the contract, but to activate that, uh, that, that, that release clause to get out a year early from Mercedes and go over there. I mean, we, we kind of speculated about it again, but I mean, the, the thing is that Ferrari, they've, you know, 
they're kind of like that 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 guy you see at the at the traffic lights. You know, he's in the sports car. You know, he, you know, he loves driving the sports car. He just doesn't know how to drive stick. Doesn't know how to drive a manual transmission. Light turns green. You know, hear the car revving and it kind of like stalls, and then you know, it looks kind of embarrassed. That's you know, in kind of like a condescending and you know disrespectful terms. You know, that's kind of like what Ferrari's been. I mean, the last number of years they've they've just been you know they've been disorganized the car has been great they've made bizarre calls when it's come to like you know that like overcuts or undercuts and then you know tire comp you know all these these things and it's and and as somebody that's been you know myself i've you know been a ferrari fan since i was you know like long time and to see ferrari now especially like you go back like 20 plus years now to like the schumacher era it was just like i mean same thing as like we we, we witnessed in the previous era here with with the mercedes and then ferrari from 20 plus years ago it was like such a well-oiled machine and then the, the ferrari now i'm just kind of like oh is this the, you know it's like it's like if you can't get the little things right how are you going to get the big things right and especially when it comes to making like strategy calls on the pit wall and you know all the you know we don't need to go down that it's a long list it is depressing if you're a ferrari fan but they they gotta like get a lot of things right because i can't imagine that 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 lewis and of course he's going to go in this with eyes wide open that um you know things haven't been perfect and he's going to expect them to to step their game up he has to right so they're going to have to do a lot not just with the car but also everything else that's going on you know both on and off the track right well i can't wait for the first time ferrari goes lewis we are going to plan c plan c and yeah. him just being like uh what <laughs> like, <laughs> but, you know but i mean but Science was like making his own calls eventually there. And they were the right calls too, which I thought yeah. was super fascinating. And to me, we made, we made some football references, but it's like Peyton Manning just making those switches at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Or like when he knew what he was doing, and I mentioned the Singapore Grand Prix, um, when he was just giving Lando just enough like room for DRS so that they could keep the Mercedes cars at bay. That was such brilliant driving. <laughs> um, and I, I, I mean, and I, I just can't fathom what it's going to be like when Lewis is first, you know, first time dealing with a Ferrari, with Ferrari being Ferrari, how he's going to handle it. Um, yeah. Because, I, I got a question for you yeah. here too. Do you, do you think that uh, you know if we got you know we, we made a couple of calls? Do you think we get uh, Eli and Peyton to do a Manning cast for Formula One? You know that that might be kind of interesting. <laughs> I, 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 I would. I mean, that would be really really fascinating. Eli's my guy, though. I was a Giants fan growing up, oh, really? and I've I've kind of uh, I've kind of shunned them since they shunned him and kicked him to the curb. <laughs> I've just, and also the other thing too is after watching the 08 and 12 Super Bowls, because I know that we're, we're getting closer to the Super Bowl here, um, I, I can't do any better in my life. So, what's the point of still rooting for the Giants at this point? It's like I, I saw, and we mentioned Tom Brady, and I wanted to interject very quickly and say he didn't beat Eli twice. Like, he, he couldn't beat the Giants in the Super Bowl. Um, but. I, I think a Manning cast for Formula One would be interesting. I I would honestly, I would love to see more than anything. And I know that you know how much I love watching Martin Brundle uh, do his track walks. <laughs> if Martin Brundle, and by the way, I still believe Martin Brundle was the first person to talk to Will Smith post Oscar slap. 
Uh, I believe. Maybe, was, yeah, he could have been. Yeah, I believe yeah, he was in yeah. Audi this past year. Um, yeah. Or one of the early races. But um, I, I, I know he went up to, to Will Smith and talked to him. But how great would it be if you had on the grid Eli, Payton, and Pat McAfee at some, maybe like Austin, <laughs> right? And Martin Brundle just walks right up to them and just starts, you know, he, the man has no fear. Like he'll just start talking to them. But uh, yeah. Well, then you have like, you do have Mike Tyson who on the, uh, the, the, um, the uh, auditions for the Manning cast said that both uh, Peyton and Eli have very punchable faces. So there's that, there's that as well. They'll, so we, we've talked quite a bit, you know, about uh, Lewis. So, you know, talking That's a little transition. bit of like NFL, <laughs> is it kind yeah. of a nice American kind of like tie in? Because yeah. we, yesterday on Wednesday, we had the news that the Andretti GM bid is, is not going to happen. They got uh, the, the door slammed in their face and, you know, it's, you know, it just doesn't sit right with me. Like I was going through like all the tweets that we got uh, from, from different people and, you know, people, you know, lots of people are like really upset. I'm looking here. There's uh, um, Martin Price. What uh, one uh, tweeted at us. I'm not happy. And this is an epic fail not to bring Andretti to the grid. Very disappointing that has come to this as I feel Andretti would have had outclassed the other teams with F1 seats. Haas should be relegated to make way for them. <laughs> and a lot of these, uh, like a lot of these, uh, you know, tweets are very similar. It's like tell Gene Haas to sell the team to, to, to Mario and yeah. Michael, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And, and 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 that's fair enough because you go and take a look and I I went through like that uh, the the statement uh, that that was uh, released uh, on Wednesday just uh, denying um, you know Andretti's application to join join the grid. So there were a couple of things which I think are legit you know, concerns that they had about it. So, I mean, basically the FIA greenlighted it. They passed it on to the you know, FOM, the commercial rights uh, holder, who basically has, you know, the you know that's where the process goes. And, you know, th- they basically came back and said, well, it's not going to happen. The one thing that they didn't like um, was the fact that um, they weren't bringing a power unit supplier with them so or they, they wouldn't have they one initially. Like- yeah yeah because you know they they had the deal with renault that you know it kind of lapsed and so okay that that was fine then the the other thing here i'm going to read the points right out of the statement and it says quote 2025 will be the last uh year of the current regulatory cycle and 2026 will be the first year of the subsequent cycle for which an entirely different car to the previous cycle will be required the applicant uh, proposes as a novice constructor to design and build a car under the 2025 regulations. And then in the very next year to design and build a completely different car under the 2026 regulations. Further, the applicant proposes to attempt this with a dependency on a compulsory supply from a rival PU manufacturer that will inevitably be reticent to extend its collaboration with the applicant beyond the minimum required while the applicant pursues its ambition of collaborating with GM as a PU supplier in the longer term blah, 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 blah. And it goes kind of on and on. So I kind of understand like there's a little bit, you know, there, there's not a lot of like lead in time for, for, for Andretti if they were to join the grid to that's design and problem, build. For, Who cares? That That's true, right? Yeah. That is their, that is their, their, their problem. So I, I can understand that there's, there, there's some reluctance there. Um, also around like the, like some of the uncertainty around the, um, you know, having to design and build two cars, you know, in two, 
completely different sets of technical regs in the space of a couple of years. Their problem. So, <laughs> again, again, their problem. But there's some of the other stuff here, you know, just really kind of made my blood boil. <laughs> so the, the next one here, I'm going further down. The statement says, while the Andretti name carries some yeah, uh, recognition fun. for F1 fans, our research indicates that F1 would bring value to the Am- Andretti brand rather than the other way around. Can we just... So, it would they would mutually lift each other up like it's not right like, that's exactly a dig. that's a, that's so, an unneeded dig it, it was because okay <clears throat> so check out these stats so this is what the andretti name not just mario not just michael not just the team but the andretti's as a collective as drivers and as a racing teams this is what they've done one formula one world championship 12 Formula One wins, 18 F1 poles, 20 Formula One podiums, six Indy 500 wins, one Daytona 500 win, nine Indy car titles, four Indy Lights titles, two uh, Daytona 24 hours t- overall wins, three Sebring 12 hour wins, one Pikes Peak win, three NASCAR wins, one Le Mans 24 hour class win, 350 plus race wins in various series as individuals and team owners. I got to give a shout out to uh, Autosport because I just actually had to see that. So they saved me a deal. But I mean, look you know, so that the you know that that logic, I disagree with that. That Formula One brings more value to Andretti than the other way around. They have an established name in Formula One. Granted, it's been a long time since Mario raced in Formula One in the late seventies, won his title in seventy nine. Michael had a very underwhelming and brief yeah. career in, in didn't finish in the season. Formula One. <laughs> yeah, in 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 the mid nineties, I believe it was ninety four with McLaren. That that's fine, but I mean. Overall, I mean, what these guys have done for for decades, and I mean, Andretti's one of those names that that is just people know who Mario Andretti is. You know, it's it's a name that kind of transcends the sport. People like a lot of people know who Mario Andretti is. So I thought that was a BS uh, kind of a, a claim right there. Then the, the the next one said the addition of eleventh team would place an operational burden on race promoters, would subject them to significant costs, and would re- reduce the technical, operational, and commercial spaces of other competitors. So that one I kind of read between the line is we don't have enough room for you, so we don't want you, uh, <laughs> you know. And then kind of like you get down, so we're, we're at point nineteen now, and it says on the basis of the application as it stands, we do not believe that the applicant has shown that it would add value to the championship we would conclude that the applicant's application geez that's a mouthful right there to participate in the championship would not be successful so you know the 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 one person that's kind of like walking around like uh, without the rain you know between the raindrops at the moment is gene has yeah like yeah you know successful operation like number one as far as and quote-unquote american um yeah I, I say that with quotation marks because let's not forget oh, yeah, they have yeah. Nikita Mazepin as their uh, their driver. That red, white, and blue was not uh, was not meant for the United States. <laughs> that, let me tell you, no, that um, that wasn't the stars and stripes, no, was it? No, it wasn't. Yeah. But I mean, there's a few things to look at, in my opinion. Here, this is with me not knowing the particulars of who's involved, not knowing them personally, except once trying to first off went to IndyCar race as a kid. The Andres were always nice as far as like autographs so i can say as a child they signed my stuff um which was cool um 
And on top of that, I did try to interview Mario Andretti when I want to say he was like driving the Stanley Cup around in IndyCar around. Oh, cool. Uh, Indy- <laughs> but it just it didn't it didn't end up materializing. But they were very nice about like the declining of the interview request. So there was like, I, but again, I don't know any of the particulars involved. There's got to be something that F1 does not like about the Andrettis. And this was a very, very, in my, at least how it sounds to me reading this stuff, there's a very round of, this is like, that was just kind of what this is. I think the only, the real salient point they have is, and this was mentioned, I don't think, was it, I don't know if this was mentioned in the ruling or not, and you can tell me, because I didn't really, I know it's been mentioned in articles, but the $200 million entry fee uh, for an F1 team, if you want to, like create a new team and bring it on the grid. That does seem incredibly low to me based on what we're mm-hmm. seeing is that team valuations being 1 billion, but we've seen yeah, in other yeah. sports and you and I have kind of mentioned this in the past is that they just up the entry fee. Like it, like unless because there's international sporting, var- international sporting bodies involved here, you can't up the entry fee based on previous agreements. You'd have to write entirely new agreements and that could, I mean, I don't know how long that takes or whatever, but um, that just seems very, very low to me. So, it, yeah. I mean, like, let's say the entry fee for Andretti ends up being $800 million. I don't see how you say no to that because then that bumps up the value of every if, – if a team is willing to put forth, like, an $800 million effort to start a team, just start a team, just to get on the grid, right? Yep, yep. Like, then that bumps up the value for everyone. I've seen this in every league, like, that has expansion is when you – because that sets your floor in a lot of ways. Like – and so if that's setting your floor at say $800 million, that's really good. And it all, again, we started at, we, we began this podcast, we were talking about Lewis Hamilton and, and you know, my, I made this sort of theory that it's all about the money. This has to be, unless there are some really hurt feelings behind the scenes somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like there may be, you mentioned Michael's stint in Formula One in the 90s. Maybe that's left some bad taste in people's mouths. <laughs> um, F1 can't, um, you know, like I, I can't fathom its anti-Americanism in some ways because they let Haas on the grid. So, and that's not, I'm not trying to, you know, take a shot at Haas. They've just been very unsuccessful the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. And this past summer or past off season, just getting rid of Gunther Steiner, um, like like that you know that that made me sad because he's so entertaining um he said he wanted to bleep the whole paddock um so in one of the drive and survive episodes then he and even though he claimed he said he wanted to hug the whole paddock um but anyway uh you know i i so they can kind of hide behind that as far as potential anti-americanism maybe there is maybe there isn't I don't know. I mean, they have an American driver on the grid now and Logan Sargent, um, who clearly, by the way, we haven't talked about Logan Sargent and what the Lewis Hamilton move potentially means for him, um, which is. Oh, Logan's not- got his eye on that Mercedes seat, <laughs> just like <laughs> <Yeah>. everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Mercedes is going to bring in a pay driver, um, but uh, I don't know if he's really a pay driver or not. I just know that he, it, it does sound like he comes from a lot of money, but anyway, beyond all, yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. all these guys do, it seems like, but anyway, but beyond all that, um, I, the messaging was super interesting. I just feel like there's more that happened that we don't know about that. Uh, and also, and I don't know, understand, was, was this a, a ruling that was supposed to happen yesterday or did it just sort of, or did, did it just kind of, did they just decide they were going to announce it yesterday? Because I saw a whole bunch of stories leading up to this. Yeah. Yeah. 
And yeah, I, I mean, it, it kind of hit for for me a little bit unexpected. I knew that 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 at some point we were going to get like an announcement. I mean, but I mean, Andretti's been sniffing around for a while. I mean, they tried to buy Sauber. What was it, a couple of years ago? I think in 2021. I think they 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 tried to buy that team for like I think it was in the neighborhood of about 200 billion, and and then that didn't work out. So then they tried to get their own team up and running. And I seem to remember Toto saying. Was within the last year to eighteen months, it was just like you know, he was basically saying you know, and I think it was kind of like more of a general comment. Uh, I mean, he was obviously being asked about like uh, the the Andretti bit. It was basically well, if you want to come and race, you know, be prepared to bring a billion dollars to 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 the table to buy in, right? And you know, the Andretti's all I always felt like they kind of took it in their stride. It just like that to me, it felt like. Yeah, if that's what it takes, you know, that's just the cost of doing business and getting into Formula One. Because I think that like the saddest tweet that I've seen in a while was that, um, you know, I look over here, it's like Barry Odretti himself says, uh, I'm devastated. I won't say anything else because I can't find any other words beside devastated that there was Andretti's like official statement, which was very corporate and, you know, thanking all the right people kind of thing. But there was a couple more, you know, a couple of tweets that I found out there. One was by, from Elizabeth uh, Blackstock, who's a friend of the show. Elizabeth said, no, you're right. Visa Cash App RB and Stake F1 definitely contribute more to the overall image of the sport than the two great, uh, two of the greatest American motorsport legacy names in history. So that's that's fire right there from Elizabeth. I think that's completely on point. That is a and great then there point. Was, uh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about legacy and, names. Ferrari, a legacy name. Like yeah. One of the, the great names in F1 are legacy names. McLaren, Another legacy yeah. name, Williams, a legacy yep. name, Andretti, yeah. a legacy name. It, yeah, and that kind of tie, ties in because this is another one that just sort of popped up in my timeline. And the, for, there was a, a reply to uh, a tweet from Scott Mitchell Malmo from the, the the race, and Scott said, "F1 has uh, rejected Andretti in the most emphatic terms. Doubts it would be competitive. Customer engine would damage F1's prestige and standing." dismisses significance of the Andretti name and would have no uh, material commercial value and would not add value to F1. And this fellow Fred Smith had uh, replied, some teams at F1, colon, he's got a list here, a private equity firm that owns the shadow of Williams, a team named after a crypto casino, a team bought by a guy so his son can have a seat. (laughs) (laughs) They get better. A team owned by Gene Haas. And the last one, Visa Cash App RB. It says, none is vile and insult to auto racing as a GM factory team. It's just like, like, what do we do compared to these other guys? There's got to be. Again, that's... That's why I just have to think there's got to be something that happened behind the scenes that we just don't know about. Like I can sit around here and I can like kind of hot take it. And I mean, I have my fair share of F1 hot takes, but uh, (laughs) you know, but, but there, but this is in some respects, this is why I kind of like F1 because they're all just so petty. I mean, like that statement of like, our research states that the Andretti name won't do more for us than what <laughs> we would do for the Andretti name. First off, I did do uh, a, a quick search on um, on Google Trends, and F one actually is right if they want to if they want to go that route. That F one was far more searched than Andretti 
in the United States on really? Google Trends. That's so, interesting. Uh, no, it's not at all, actually, Mark. It's pretty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's very like F one is a far more searched item than Andretti. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's not, it's, not, it's not, so like if that that would be research right there. Um, but you know, it's like it's what you hear people talk about. It's like it's the Piranha Club. It's this. It's that. Like it's just. It's uh, it, there's just so much money in this sport, which then creates. I mean, you, you just went down a list of hilarity that of like how teams are. It's like yeah, like Aston Martin. It's like like they're just yes, like Lance Stroll has had some good results in his career, and I, I cannot deny them. But like also that happened before the entire Drive to Survive generation started watching. All we've basically seen is him getting crushed by like, <laughs> you know, whatever veteran teammate he's had. Um, yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, it, it, that's just the sport. Every sport's got things that are messed up about it. Um, I have no doubt we'll see Andretti, an Andretti name on the F1 grid at some point. But I think the human side of it, is what's frustrating to me and what you mentioned what Mario Andretti said. I mean, he's a guy who's 83 years old. He's mm-hmm. a legend in all of motorsports. And basically, yep. like, his name, he built his name, like, from scratch. I mean, they, from what I gather, don't they still live in Nazareth, Pennsylvania? Like, I, I believe mean, so. Yeah. That, like, that's like headquarters. That's, like, that's world headquarters for the Andretti clan is Nazareth, yeah. Nazareth PA. Like I've right? been to, by the way, I've been to the, was it the Bosch Sparkplug Grand Prix or whatever it was called? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that racetrack still exists in Nazareth, but I mean, like, they're, they're legends. And it's like, he's 83. Like, and he'd have to potentially wait till 20, like four years to potentially see like, you know, what his son's F1 team get on the grid. Like that's, that sucks. I mean, yeah. and I feel you got to feel at least, I don't know what kind of willing dealings have been going on behind the scenes. It's very clear between the Sauber stuff and this, that they don't want Michael Andretti involved in the sport, but you got to feel for Mario on this one. Yeah. Just based Definitely. off of all the sweat equity he's put into motorsports in his career yeah. to see his son get so close to this as an owner. Cause it's, cause regardless, Michael Andres, like as a driver, he never won an Indy 500 though. He's an Indy car champion kind of flamed out of F1, very successful Indy car driver though. But as an owner, like, I mean, I'd put him up there now with, he's probably been as successful as Penske in Indy cars since he's been an owner. And I don't know. I'm just, I'll leave it off. Cause I'm, I'm losing some steam here. My children uh, playing with them <laughs> all day just exhaust me, but uh, I'll leave it with just basically um, I hope that they can come up with a solution here um, because I'd love to see the Cadillac of F1 bids be on the grid next or at some point. Yeah, that absolutely. Great, that I think that's a joke right there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's a perfect place to 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 leave it. So they have left the door open, the the very smallest of cracks for them to come back in 2028, which you you alluded to uh, right there. And um, yeah, I, I think we'll leave it there. Very eventful uh, couple of days. Josh Cooper, thank you so much for for coming and spending some time. I know that we've been talking about doing this uh, for for a while. So thank you for 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 coming to hang out uh, tonight. Uh, before we go, I just uh, you know what with the all the the, the crazy 
craziness we had to jump into right off the start of the show. I just wanted to give a, a shout out to a, to a couple of uh, important people here. So first of all, the Race Weekend Magazine. Go check them out at theraceweekend.com. And that's uh, the R-A-C-E-W-K-N-D.com. Enter in our promo code ScuderiaPod at checkout. Save 10% on a year subscription to this fantastic publication. Also check out RacingExclusives.com. They've got one of a kind, unique Formula One merch with a certificate of authenticity. Uh, very, very uh, cool stuff that uh, Tease and the crew have assembled over there. And then also, as always, a big shout out to JT the Human for the uh, fantastic intro song that uh, that we have for this podcast. And that's it. That's a wrap. If you want to get in touch, send us an email, scooteryf1pod at gmail.com. Tweet us at scooteryf1pod or access. Is it Xing, tweeting? I don't, I don't even know anymore. It's just like I, I'm not really very proficient at Instagram. So I'm off I it guess. now. So I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Elon can do what he wants with it. So. I know. I, I just kind of cling on because it's kind of a legacy thing that I was I was fairly totally proficient at, at Twitter at one point, but I was anyways. verified. I, yeah. I actually want to get a t-shirt that said I was verified with a check mark. <laughs> that, be, with, with the old Twitter logo yeah. on it, with the bluebird, yeah. that actually be kind of cool. That, that's got retro, like that's future retro cool, Josh. That's in your future. Let me look that up. Maybe, maybe it's on Etsy or something. Let me see. <laughs> that's it. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll be back again soon. Bye for now.